life will push you to reach your rock bottom so that you can elevate. Life will push you out of situations that are not meant for you. Sometimes that means letting go of ideas of who you thought you were that you've been so identified with just so that you can be pushed into a higher level of alignment. And sometimes we don't take those things as real divine guidance we take it as rejection we get mad at the world around us by saying things like why did this happen to me and why is my life this way instead of just trusting that maybe there is something that we don't know and always feeling like we have to figure things out when really all we are really here to do when you awaken to that soul consciousness is be present in our everyday experiences of life show up the best way that we can and try to be connected to our humanity connected to our human experience and we're all just here Ram Dass said it best walking each other home we're all just here pointing at things and showing each other the light and some of us are open to see the light and so the light comes in and some of us don't want to see the light and so the light is blocked and there is darkness and sometimes you have to be in that darkness so that you can reach the light but you're awakening already Right, it's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. I feel like I'm overthinking this, and maybe that's a sign that I should just start. I am Vanessa Fontana, and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. It is not a secret that this podcast is spiritual. Um, It is born out of the desire to find a deeper meaning, to search for a higher truth. And I want to start this podcast off by saying... These are my own beliefs, which are born out of a constantly ever-changing, evolving, not static way of being. And while I have learned many lessons in my time here, I know that I'm not done learning them and that my beliefs will definitely expand and change as I grow and evolve. And so what I believe to be true now is not necessarily what I will believe to be true in a few months, but there are a few principles around spirituality which has shaped how I look at life. So it would be remiss of me to not explore the topic of soul consciousness and all that I have learned on my journey of spirituality, some of the most important parts of it. And I tend to keep my content and way of being in communication with the world very general um i like to think of what i put out and what i express as sort of the beginner's guide in a lot of ways um so i don't really talk about topics like karmic links or soul contracts or things that might be perceived as I suppose too intense on one end of the spectrum because I feel like it almost isolates a group of people that 
might be open to learning about those things, but are not there yet or don't know what it means or categorize it into a box that just says that's really not for me. And so what I try to do with figuring shit out is really make it open and accessible to everyone. Um, So yes, there is elements of spirituality and understanding that we have a higher purpose and a higher truth, but as well, not isolating anyone who might not have found their own spiritual growth or spiritual bones or um, don't really know what they believe. I really want it to be a collective undertaking and I think that the collective of us all have something to speak to. This understanding that we are one and that there is the sameness in all of us just by the general nature of being human and living in humanity is really what strings us all together and I think that sometimes putting labels on things or making them dogmatic can really isolate people into feeling like they are not part of a whole group when really this is information that we all should be able to explore and have some sort of access to whether we choose to live our lives by it or believe it or not and not you know isolate ourselves or separate ourselves in the sense of using it as an egoic identification because I think a lot of times spirituality can be that. So this episode is going to be a lot about soul consciousness and um, articulating what I have learned along my spiritual growth and spiritual journey. And I think that this is going to be a really recurring theme throughout the podcast episode as we kind of get into the nitty gritty of some things. But I just want this to be a very soft launch into a lot of it in terms of, I guess, what I've learned, what are the most important lessons I've learned throughout my own spiritual journey. And how did I come to know them? And I think that talking about my own personal experience with spirituality is the only way that it can really be explained or described, mostly for the reason of your perception of this world, how you choose to see this world through, whatever lens you choose to see it through. The way that we can come to know these higher truths is really a personal journey of our own. Awakening is a process. Learning is a process. Being able to really sense that there is truth in something and then have it be applied to your life is a process in and of itself. And so my own personal experience with it is going to be so different than anyone else's. And how I have come to know these things is going to be remiss to some people who never really will get it or understand it. And that's okay. This is my journey. That's their journey and everyone's on their own. And so I really want to preface this episode by saying that this is how I have been able to find an inner knowing that there is something beyond me and that is as much as I can define it. I think that there's conjectures that maybe I have and some things that I believe and to keep it very high level, there's this interconnectedness that just exists intimately and that is the most profound thing that I have really learned to discover and I think once you start to realize that there is this interconnectedness and that everything does have energy and that energy is translated and it's always moving and that sometimes nothing can ever really die. It's always just translated into something else. That's when you start to awaken to the energy within you, around you. And I think a really big thing that we tend to do with spirituality or our intuition or feeling like maybe we have these abilities like psychic abilities or these very little nascent gifts that we have that are typically intuitive, you know, by our birthright and sometimes looked at as like 
spiritual gifts, I think that we tend to convince ourselves out of them. We tend to talk ourselves out of them. And when you start to really awaken, you also start to kind of question all of that and measure it up against your experiences in the past and wonder what is real and what is not real. And it really is a journey that everyone embarks upon, everyone goes on. So with all of that being said, this is my journey. This is my story on soul consciousness and what I've learned through it. Soul consciousness is the awakening that you are not who you thought you were. You are not your name. You are not your job. You're not your identity. You're something a little bit deeper than that, maybe more vastly, vastly deeper than that. And awakening to the fact that there is this inevitable impermanence to life, but at once an inner knowing that energy in and of itself is never really destroyed, but simply ever-changing, ever-evolving, and that that energy is also within you. So when you awaken to the soul consciousness or the realization that there is an impermanence to this physical world, that everything that you look around at will one day be gone, but that something within you just might transmute that. It's the acknowledgement that you are not your body, you are not your vessel, and awakening to it opens you up to a realm of possibility that there is divine guidance outside of you, that there are divine workings at play, that yes, maybe we have free will, but maybe there are some things that are simply predestined for us, and it's our job to go through the flux of exploring that. I want to tell a story. My first real soul conscious experience that I didn't even realize at the time was a soul conscious experience was when my grandfather passed away. I was 14 and he was very much the patriarch of our family. He was very much a multidimensionally talented person who was here to, it felt, be a light to a lot of people and to provide um, a sense of togetherness in multiple ways and a lot of times through the art of expression. So he was a cinematographer and a movie maker and he also played trumpet, backed up Tony Bennett and he was a million things. He was a writer, he was a funny man, he was a grandpa, he was a husband, you, you know the whole thing. Um, but when he died, I was 14, and it was the first time that someone very close to me in my realm of people had passed away. Um, and I just remember at his funeral seeing him lifeless and just feeling like he was not in his body anymore or that wasn't him and it wasn't this oh he looks so different or oh he's gone forever it was just this intuitive understanding that I had that he was definitely somewhere else like he was still around but he was not in this room in this body like he was off and gone but he was not gone and I just really remember not even feeling that sad and not knowing why I didn't feel that sad. I, I think I look back now and I realize it's because I don't feel like he ever really left. I don't feel like he ever really went away. I feel like he kind of lives through me in many different ways with my ambitions and passions and I feel like I've learned so much more about him after he has passed away than um, when he was still here. I very much feel the life of him 
still around even though he's not here anymore and I think at 14 I didn't realize that that was maybe what I was feeling but I did remember just feeling like no he's not gone and I just knew it and that is what a big part of spirituality is is just an inner knowing an inner intuition and I think that as I was just saying we all have it like we all have this inner knowing this deep intuition within us but we are conditioned and trained out of not believing it we are conditioned and trained out of thinking that we could have premonitions or we could have an inner knowing or an understanding and so much of the time we don't even need to look outwards for advice we just need to go inwards and listen to what our bodies are telling us so much of the time we have a gut instinct that we don't listen to so much of the time we have bandaged up our gut instinct with thoughts and logic and reason and the way that things should be done or what you should believe to the point where we don't even hear our gut instinct and we don't even know what our intuition is. And so I think that I had always somewhat questioned that. I was very skeptical growing up and that was why I think I struggled a bit spiritually was I just felt like, yeah, there is something else. I can feel that there's something else. I know that I am not just here and there's nothing. I was never atheistic, but at the same time could never really land on anything and nothing ever really felt super resonant with me. And I just kind of was very confused for a while. And I think that part of that was because I didn't have this inner trust or this inner knowing that I was able to step into. And I think that that is really what a big lesson that spirituality has taught me is how to trust my own intuition, how to trust my own gut, how to know that I really am a big master in my own life, a big creator in my own life, and how to even communicate with the world around me and the universe around me and be guided into actions and alignment and decisions instead of feeling like I am the one who needs to figure it all out. I really do feel like this guidance, but that guidance comes from an internal intuition that I've been able to develop and practice and a belief in something outside of me that really I am here for a reason and it's my job to learn that and figure it out and I'm supposed to get hurt along the way I'm supposed to scrape my knee along the way I'm supposed to have fun along the way and that that is what it is is that that is the journey that is the act of life is really just going through the flux of it all and learning the lessons and really deeply sitting with that intuitive part of you it's not to really succeed in the physical world I think that that is really the cause of so much existentialism and depression is not really knowing or not feeling like there is a point to anything and I think that what a huge game changer for me was spiritually was when I went from looking at life like nothing matters and it being a really painful thing to understanding that nothing matters and it being a really relieving thing and just knowing that I am actually just here to learn I am actually just here to be I'm actually just here to have these little awakenings again and again understand the lessons and then forget them and then reawaken and then forget them and so when I was 14 and my grandpa had passed away I was given this project by my English teacher at the time who really pushed me to start writing and it was very in line with 
when my grandpa had died and I almost feel like that was him on the other side like speaking through things in a different way because I still have this project this compendium of poems that I wrote when I was 14 which I look back on sometimes and I just feel like there were all these channeled messages in them that I didn't even realize at the time because looking back at this I know that I did not feel a confidence about having a spiritual understanding and I knew as well that I did not feel connected to something outside of myself so the fact that I was really able to sit and write something like he is not in his vessel anymore but his soul lives on and on Um, something of that caliber is what I wrote was just really remarkable to me because I remember after I had gone through my first spiritual awakening looking back at that poem and almost having this feeling of wow I always knew and I didn't know that I always knew but I always knew and I think that that is the biggest biggest lesson with spirituality is someone will say something or have this prophetic understanding articulation of a concept or of a knowing and be able to explain it in a way that you just understand and you don't know why you understand it but it just hits so hard and it speaks to a place that is almost really beyond you and you just get it and you're like I know exactly what you mean yes I don't know how I know exactly what you mean but yes I do and that is I think the basis of a lot of spiritual connection and understandings is that we don't know how we know but we just know and when someone is able to articulate it or communicate it it's not that they came up with it and it's not that they are to be put on a pedestal or regarded as a spiritual teacher there are people who are closer to that knowing naturally who are able to understand it and gauge it a bit more quick but it's within all of us so when someone is able to articulate these things it's not that they are this grand spiritual teacher or they have all these knowings that you don't have it's just that they are able to see the light articulate it and speak to the light that is inevitably within you in a way to where you see each other you see yourself in them they see themselves in you and that is the connection piece and I think that that really leads me into the fact that In spirituality, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is this interconnectedness. It is that we are all the same, and some of us are a little bit farther along in our journeys, some of us are not, and some of us are not meant to awaken in this lifetime. Some people never will, and sometimes that pain that is so imminently intertwined with life really is inescapable, unavoidable, and that... You can't really change the cards you're dealt sometimes um, and that some people will never be able to even change their perception around the cards that they were dealt. And it's not a matter of feeling like you are above them because you were able to garner a spiritual awareness or an understanding of something beyond yourself and use it to improve the quality of your life. But really just know that there is that capacity within everyone and have compassion for people on their journeys. People's journeys are for themselves, not for you. And I believe that We like to project our own feelings onto other people when we garner a learning or an understanding and we want to show other people and be like, here, look at this, like this changed my life and you should read this book and you should really understand this thing. And honestly, I almost just feel like people will be open to it 
when they're open to it, they will find it when they find it. And a lot of the times, something like spirituality, something like a grander understanding of something beyond you is really not something you can relay or articulate to another person who is not open to it. There has to be a certain sense of receptiveness to be able to really let it sink in. And I just notice this more and more in my life as I start to even change my mind about religion and the structures of religion and start to really look at religions from a point of view that is really an interconnectedness and start to see the similarities between them and also start to just know that one is not right or wrong. They are just a way of exploring the infinite nature of life and trying to make sense of this physical and material world. And really, a lot of them say the exact same thing, just in different languages, sometimes literally in different languages. But for the most part, it is really all the same like the lessons that are taught over and over again are the same and a lot of the archetypes that move through a lot of these religions are the same in different practices of the world it's just a way to really feel connected to the earth to something beyond you to a knowing that we are not this body and I think that a lot of people do come to that realization and try to make sense of it and then try to put it in a box and sometimes maybe it's not meant to be put in a box and doesn't mean that it can't be defined and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have practices that feel good for us but at the same time I think being open is all you really need to start exploring and then that exploration is really all your own and you can't really force yourself to learn something you can't really force yourself to get it or understand it but all you need is that openness and a trust in yourself that it'll come when it's ready and you'll learn what you need to and it was going to happen anyways and if you feel like you've awakened to a spiritual understanding and looked back at your life and almost felt a feeling of sadness like I wish I had known this sooner or I'm really upset that it took me so long to understand this it's just a knowing that you garner along the way as well that I learned this exactly when I was supposed to and yeah maybe it could if you've been wanting to learn a new language because you want to pick up a new skill or hobby then Rosetta Stone is for you Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop and also can be used as an app on your phone Rosetta Stone teaches through immersion instead of memorizing and drilling vocabulary words into your head you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals reading stories and participating in dialogues there are no English translations in the product so you're getting trained to listen speak read write and think think in your new language. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and even Dutch, and offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons for the languages and literally never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It came a bit sooner, but it didn't. And now I can retroactively look back on my life and start to understand where those lessons really drove me to and how those lessons might have impacted the entirety of my life and as well how I can move forward not having to repeat those same lessons because life is just this constant loop of lesson, 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 lesson and test after test after test to see if you will make the same choice because we're here to learn um, which is also another really big thing that I have learned on my spiritual awakening is that I am here to learn. I am here to 
cry and to laugh and to feel all of the flux of everything. And sometimes that means really sitting in pain. Sometimes it means really sitting in a state of elation. Sometimes it means sitting in a very long in-between period, but always just being the thoughtful observer and the witness of it all and not having to make sense of it, not trying to make sense of it, not feeling like I need to figure it out or figure what it means out in the entirety or context of my life, but simply know that I am guided and that sometimes things are just going to feel really confusing and sometimes things should feel really confusing. It's an inner knowing that you're never going to miss what's meant for you. What is meant for you is always going to chase and hunt you down. You actually don't really need to look for it. And sometimes I think the pain of not knowing what's meant for us comes from a real resistance to face ourselves and to face that maybe it's not what you thought it was. I think relinquishing that control and surrendering to trying your very, very best at everything that you do and showing up fully present wherever you are as much as you can, but not feeling like you need to figure it all out. There is a balance in that spiritually in really wanting to understand and wanting to learn and wanting to absorb, but also just a surrender into beingness and knowing that you're here to live, you're here to be in this human body, you're here to do your laundry and walk the dog and sometimes have a really shitty day. And sometimes that really is just what it is. When you start to learn to trust your intuitive nature and be connected to something outside of you is that you always knew. It was just these little things that you picked up on along the way where you were like, I don't know why, but I always felt called to this thing. I've always loved writing. I've always loved dancing. I've always loved acting. I've always loved doing this. I've always known it was always just a part of me. Like we hear those things all the time from people, especially people who are successful in their fields that they just didn't know how they were going to get somewhere, but they knew that they were going to be there. They just had this internal belief and understanding that that is what they were supposed to do. And just so deeply guided by this part of them that almost felt like it wasn't even a choice that it was there. It was just inside of them. And that is really part of the inner knowing that we all have that if you deny for so so long will really start to eat away at you. It'll make you feel like life is purposeless. It'll make life feel really dull and dry and sullen. And sometimes it can still feel that way when you have a spiritual understanding. But at the same time, I think what spirituality gives to you and learning to explore spirituality is just a knowing that it is an endless discovery. And I think that's what tends to excite me the most or get me through the worst moments of my life is knowing that is just a moment in my life. It's not my entire life. It is going to pass. It's probably going to teach me something. So when you have this awareness that you are not your body, you're not your life situation, you're not the events that happen to you, you are able to healthily detach from it all and zoom out of your life. And I talked about this in my last episode, which is really influenced all by this consciousness of something outside of us as people that we are actually able to really hone in and understand we're not this form. We're something far deeper beyond it. And when you notice the impermanence that is inextricably intertwined with life the hard moments aren't nearly as challenging because you look at them all as lessons in knowing deeply that we are here to evolve we are here to learn and we will be given the same set of lessons over and over again until we learn them in ways that make sense for our evolvement so 
life will push you to reach your rock bottom so that you can elevate. Life will push you out of situations that are not meant for you. Sometimes that means letting go of people who you don't want to let go of. Sometimes that means letting go of ideas of who you thought you were that you've been so identified with just so that you can be pushed into a higher level of alignment. And sometimes we don't take those things as real divine guidance we take it as rejection we get mad at the world around us by saying things like why did this happen to me and why is my life this way instead of just trusting that maybe there is something that we don't know and always feeling like we have to figure things out when really all we are really here to do when you awaken to that soul consciousness is be present in our everyday experiences of life show up the best way that we can and try to be connected to our humanity, connected to our human experience. We are not as separate from other people in the way that we thought that we were. And that separateness that you feel between you and other people is a really big source of pain when you feel like you are not understood, when you feel like you live in an isolated experience, when you forget that we are all here experiencing the flux of life. We are all here sometimes in a lot of pain and sometimes suffering and sometimes going through the worst days of our lives and that every single one of us has gone through the flux of it all. You start to to really understand why people make the choices that they do and why sometimes it really most times all times it has nothing to do with you it's their own journey and we're all just here Ramdas said it best walking each other home we're all just here pointing at things and showing each other the light and some of us are open to see the light and so the light comes in and some of us don't want to see the light and so the light is blocked and there is darkness and Sometimes you have to be in that darkness so that you can reach the light and you really learn how to zoom out of it all and understand that maybe there is something that you just don't know and you're not supposed to know and learn how to trust that. And so what my grandpa passing for me did and why I chose to start this podcast episode with that story is that I knew somehow intimately that his energy could never really be gone. I knew that even if he was not in this different realm, I would always have the lived experiences with him. He would always live inside of my physical being, my physical realm, and I would keep him alive through my own creative expressions and my own ways of doing things that were influenced by him and that his life on this earth irregardless of if it was translated into a soul realm which i believe that it was but irregardless of if it was has given to me so much inspiration and that his lived experiences are now living through me in different ways and so then you start to really notice this interconnectedness not only between you and your family members or you and the people who are closely influencing you but you and everyone around you um carl jung talks a lot about the collective unconscious according to jung the collective unconscious is made up of a collection of knowledge and imagery that every person is born with and is shared by all human beings due to ancestral experience Though humans may not know what thoughts and images are in their collective unconscious, it is thought that in moments of crisis, the psyche can tap into it. And the way that I read that and interpret that is that sometimes when you're in a state of fight or flight, you don't know how, but you know exactly what to do. You know how to move. You know how to survive. And we have this sixth sense, this instinct 
inside of all of us to be able to survive that was evolutionarily passed down and so because of that we are all innately kind of connected through this sixth sense and this inner knowing that we all have but don't really like to be very forward about having it we have really grown up in this world of logic facts reason skepticism make sure you question everything you need to have answers you need to know you need to be able to prove why you feel a certain way but I think that really does take away from this intuitive nature that we all have. And I've talked a lot about intuition on this podcast, but I haven't really talked much about how to tap into that intuition. And the advice that I have for being able to feel connected to yourself enough to be able to trust yourself comes from many, many things. One of them is showing up for yourself. One of them is listening to the calls that you have within you to create. I know personally for me, I always felt this creative desire that I never really knew how to express or what to focus it on. I talked about this in one of my first episodes. So I wanted to be a writer all my life. That was my true creative calling was writing. Um, And then I sort of sold out by being like, well, I can't really just write. I can't really do creative writing. And I think that that was passed down to me just from familial expectations of how are you going to make money and survive? And if you want to live in New York City, good luck being a writer, which very fair. But I then presupposed that instead of a writer, I would be a journalist um, because that's more stable. And then and I wanted to do political broadcast journalism. I was very interested in politics and philosophy and the history of the world. And then I sort of sold out again because I just didn't feel like that would be enough in this world to make the money that I needed to make to live in New York City. So then I started studying business and now I work in tech. So it's just this unwinding of I needed it to make sense. I needed it to be logical, but that creative calling within me, that need to write, that need to express it never went away. And that really is the genesis of this podcast so it's like you can go through all of these different trail winds your entire life to avoid what you intimately know might be your calling but it's never going to leave you it's always going to be there and that is your intuition that is not a coincidence you don't like the things that you do coincidentally you don't feel called to do the things that you feel called to do truly called to do coincidentally there's a reason that you do and it's often because that part of you wants to be expressed it's going to lead you down a pathway of evolution it's going to lead you down a pathway of understanding the consciousness within you and around you it's going to bring you closer to your soul it's going to bring you closer to your life's purpose and so it's whenever you have that calling you follow that calling you follow your arrow even if you have to work the two jobs or do something it's always having that hobby that thing that you love to do that makes you find the flow I think that's one of the best ways that you trust your intuitive guidance and I know for me particularly this podcast was something that I sat on for a long time and didn't know how to start I didn't know what to do but then when I decided that I wanted to do it and I decided that I'm going to just start something and this is going to be what I start it felt like the world lined up for me to do that and it felt like when I had really chosen something chosen myself everything sort of opened up and I think a big part of listening to your intuition is also getting out of situations that you know you shouldn't be in anymore and trying not to exhaust your with lessons over and over again if you keep learning the same lesson in your life if you keep attracting the same people if you keep meeting the same groups of friends that don't make you feel good it is 
often very possible that you are repeating cycles of behavior that your soul wants to break out of and evolve from, but you feel like you can't and you're continuing to fall into the same cycles. And when you do that, there's going to be a lot of resistance in your body. You're not going to feel good. That's why it is so painful to be in relationships that don't make us feel good or that don't feed us or that don't nourish us because maybe we have outgrown them, but our desire to attach ourselves to things, our desire to not be able to let go of things and not believe that there is a natural impermanence to everything and want to make every moment permanent, want to make people permanent, want to have a sense of security, it really is what puts us in so much pain. Okay, so just to take a little bit of a break, I'm going to be so honest right now with the state of this podcast and how difficult it was to record this episode, and I feel like this is almost really intimately intertwined with what I'm even talking about, which is that, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason, and sometimes we don't know the bigger picture, and I just can't help but feel like it's not a coincidence that I'm having so much trouble recording this podcast and sitting down to talk about this. Um, I have started to record my podcasts on video and post to my YouTube channel. So if you didn't see my last video, it was on YouTube and it was a shortened version of the ninth episode of the podcast. And I was going to do the same thing with this one. And I had just sat down to record. My camera died halfway through. So I had to wait um, to re-record. And then the lighting all changed because it got dark outside. It's Wednesday. And usually I will record late during the week, but this weekend my sister is coming to visit and I just have a busy weekend. So I wanted to record earlier and then have some time to edit. And I just feel like everything that could have gone wrong is going wrong. Um, my roommates are out there like making noise, which is fine and fair because it's their apartment as well. And I am finding just a lot of trouble having a flow particularly and I just recorded so much footage on my camera and it was all in slow motion so every time I turned my camera back on to record it was in slow motion so now I don't even have those videos so I'm gonna have to figure out how to like edit this the right way and I was really excited about it so I just feel like that brings me to a point of surrender and a point of really just trusting that I decided to sit down today and make this episode about soul consciousness and I'm not entirely sure why I felt so called to do that. I even thought about something else to talk about beforehand and then I was just like no I really want to talk about this and it really was so challenging for me to sit down and feel like I wanted to break this down in a way that made sense. I personally felt a lot of trouble finding exactly what I wanted to talk about and putting my own spiritual journey into a synthesis that could make sense because I could talk about this for a really long time. I could talk about one subject out of all of these things for a really long time. And so I just feel like the fact that there was so much flux in this recording particularly is part of the whole lesson and the journey. And um, I just wanted to be really transparent about that because I think even something like this where I'm talking to everyone about trusting your intuition following your creative callings um, and that being a way that you can really focus on how to become connected to your inner self like you're still going to have human struggles and challenges it's still going to be really challenging for you to do things that you even love to do you're going to have moments where you're like what the fuck am I even doing this for but it's all about this little inner knowing within me 
that somehow I feel like this happened for a reason. I don't know why I would have loved to have that footage, but it is what it is. And maybe it, it's for something else. And I just don't know. And just relinquishing that control because there's really nothing I can do about it. And I know that if I'm sitting down to make this podcast about soul consciousness, that there is some sort of inner outer connectedness um, that's following it through. So it's just not meant to be. And that's that. And it's just not my job to force or will anything into existence and so maybe this will be the creation of something very different for all I know for a video on YouTube but I'm gonna wrap this episode now I had a few more things that I wanted to talk about but this really does feel like a good place to end that sometimes rejection or challenge is not something to be upset at but it's just a redirection and it's real are you fucking kidding me (laughs) like I don't know if you just heard that I'm I'm literally going to put all of this in the podcast I don't care but it's like everything that could be going wrong right now is going wrong and it's just fucking loud and like it's just not a good time to record but this is my only time to record so I'm just gonna figure out how to make this work it is what it is so I think I'm gonna wrap there um I don't know why I maybe I'll learn the lesson of why this was just so challenging to sit down and put together thoroughly or maybe I won't but I do think that there's a lesson somewhere in that and I'm sure you can hear the background noise I like this to be a very relaxing experience for listeners and I feel like I'm getting better and better at making it something conducive to the ear and something really audibly pleasing but the last half of this episode is not that like the last five minutes of me talking is just me rambling about how difficult this episode was to record but I just feel like that is so imminently intertwined with the lesson of the soul consciousness and that there's this constant battle sometimes between what the soul wants and what our humanity maybe has to offer us and that's what's happening right now is like it's fucking loud as shit and I just can't find a flow and I'm just like what the fuck okay whatever so that's where I'm gonna wrap today Um, I'm not gonna try to get my act together I'm not gonna try to figure shit out I know that there will be a lot more opportunity to have this conversation and to talk about this and I maybe feel like I'll open it up to the audience I'll open it up to you guys if you want to DM me um my Instagram is in the description YouTube is in the description my TikTok is in the description um if you want to recommend anything that maybe piqued your interest when listening to this and I'll go deeper into it and hopefully that will be the next episode that is the continuation of this that might have a video podcast as well if I don't accidentally record it in slow motion. I have been doing that since I got this camera and I just... I don't know why, I don't know what setting I accidentally hit where it does that, but it's really, really annoying. Um, So with all of that being said, let me know what you really want to hear more about when it comes to the soul awareness and soul consciousness and there's noise outside that I like cannot ignore (laughs) it's like so ridiculous okay um that's that uh spend your whole life trying to get your act together you don't have a life you have an act so go and live your fucking life um what a shit show of an ending but this is so real and so transparent in the the shittiness of it all like sometimes it's beautiful and it's well decorated and it's well packaged and put together and sometimes it just sounds like a jumbled mess and that is that is that such is life um all right you guys have a beautiful week ahead feel free to reach out let me know what you thought about the episode okay well you spend your whole life trying to get your act together you don't have a life you have an act so go live your fucking life
<laughs> okay. Have a good, have a good week, guys. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. No, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lost, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.